The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a lonely place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a lonely place by themselves. Now many saw them going and knew them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. As he landed, he saw a great throng, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. The Gospel of the Lord. So in both uh, Mark's Gospel and also Matthew's account of this same scene, uh, what happens here is that the Lord, uh, this scene follows immediately after, as we've seen in both Gospels, um, the story of the beheading of the John the Baptist and that kind of murderous, if you will, uh, the murderous banquet that we heard about yesterday of uh, Herod's own birthday. And so what um, all of the commentators, a lot of the church fathers, even up to recent commentators, what they point out is the distinction or the differences between these two banquets, because what the Lord is preparing for now as he leads his disciples and the crowds follow out into the wilderness will be the multiplication of the loaves, the feeding of the 5,000. And so they juxtapose these two uh, banquets against each other, the one which is that, as we've said yesterday, that banquet of sin in which life is sacrificed for no reason. And then what we have here is Christ, and he will now feed those in the wilderness, and he will give life, and he will nourish, and he will give of himself. Whereas you have the banquet of uh, Herod, which is a banquet of complete self-absorption in himself, with no thought to anyone else. And what you have on then with Christ is a banquet of complete thought and love for others. And so you have all of these different things that we could meditate on as we look at the differences between these two banquets, but the preparation is what is highlighted for us here. It says the disciples returned to Jesus, and they told him all that they had done and taught. So this follows after he sends them out to preach, and they come back, and they're rejoicing at everything that has happened. Because they say, yes, demons fled in your name when they were able to teach and they had this power and the zeal of the Holy Spirit working in them and so they come back rejoicing and he says, right, it's time to come away for a while by yourselves. He says to a lonely place. And so as we've said before, this is a common activity of Christ as he teaches us the importance of seeking out moments of solitude. Times of seeking out moments of being alone and solitary so that we can be alone with God. As St. John of the Cross says repeatedly in his writings, he says it is important for us to be alone with the alone, alone with the alone, the great alone with a capital A, God himself. And so these moments of kind of drawing away to a lonely place are not for the purpose of being lonely, but for the purpose of deeper communion with God himself. And so he says, come away to a lonely place and rest a while. Because as St. Augustine says, our hearts and our minds are restless until they rest in thee. 
And so in order to rest, we need this loneliness with God. We need to be with Him. We need to commune deeply with Him so that there are moments in our life and in our day where our soul is at rest in God, so that we are truly nourished and that we can then go back out nourished, full of zeal, full of instruction, being fed by God and nourished by that place of prayer and intimacy with Him. And so what he says is they then go across to this lonely place, which means in the Greek that there is no one else. It is, so, it is a place of solitude. But as they get to this lonely place, it's not a place of solitude. There are massive crowds that are gathered there. And so you might say, well, is he God or is he not God? <laughs> does he know that this is going to happen or does he not know that this is going to happen? And one of the commentators says, as is proper, of course he knows what is going to happen. He is God. And so there might be another loneliness that he is speaking of here, which is more than just a place of isolation. It is the loneliness that all of the people that they meet there are experiencing. That they have a desire for truth and the truth has not been given to them. That they have a desire for healing and healing has not been given to them. That they have a desire now even that increases for simply food and food has not been given to them. So that in their, all their needs they have been abandoned and left alone. And so as the Lord arrives in this place that is full of people, it is truly a lonely place. That human need is not being fulfilled on every level, on the natural level in terms of food, on the spiritual level in terms of teaching, and then on the level of health in terms of sicknesses are not being treated or illnesses. And so if you combine Matthew's and Mark's account, you can see that when the Lord sees them, he is moved with compassion and mercy for the loneliness of his people in their abandonment. And he is moved deeply. The word in the Greek means almost from the bowels, from deep within a person. He is moved with mercy. And so if we look at Mark's and Matthew's account, we can see that he does several things in terms of kind of consoling these people that he has found in the wilderness. One, he teaches them. In Matthew's account, he heals all of their diseases, and then he also feeds them as he multiplies the loaf. He takes what they give him, and they receive it back in abundance. And so also for us then, this is how the Lord comes as our shepherd, he leads us as a shepherd by giving us his instruction and his truth. He casts light, his own light, upon our life as he teaches. He also heals, yes, physical sufferings and evils and sicknesses, but most especially he heals through his sacraments in terms of sin from souls. He restores souls to life by the grace that comes through his sacraments. And so he also continues to heal his people who have been abandoned and are lonely. And then he feeds. He feeds them with bread. This is a, as all of the church fathers and as all of the, a lot, the majority of the commentators point out, this miracle that he is about to work is a foreshadowing of his great miracle of mercy 
the giving of himself in Holy Communion in the Blessed Sacrament, which St. Thomas calls the miracle of miracles. And so he also continues to feed his church as he finds her alone. And he doesn't just feed her with a bread that is something apart from himself. He feeds her with himself as bread so that to those who are alone, he gives communion, another person, a divine person, himself present. And so this beautiful shepherd that we see in the gospel today continues his great work of shepherding, shepherding us by his truth, shepherding us by his grace and healing, and shepherding us most especially by his Eucharistic presence. Amen.